Welcome to the Life Hacks podcast by Every Nation Campus Dublin, empowering students for life, leadership, integrity, faith, and excellence. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Yay, welcome to season two, episode 13 <laughs> um, of Life Hacks, the podcast. We are so excited to be here. Um, and this is actually our final episode of this season. Yay. We are going to break for Christmas, but um, we were just saying it's actually really nice. We've ended on the last sermon of this series, which Ooh. ties it up really nicely. Um, thanks, Leanne, for figuring that out. And we're all about <laughs> empowering students for life, leadership, integrity, faith and excellence, um, which is basically relationship because discipleship is relationship. Life is about relationships and leadership is our relationships with other people. Are we who's influencing us and who are we influencing integrity is um do all the different parts of my life line up with each yeah. other or is because if they don't there's disintegration which is the opposite of integrity and we don't want your lives to fall apart <laughs> I don't want my life to fall apart no. um you know and Jesus has this promise that if we hear his words and we we put them into practice it's like building our house on a rock, which is does not fall apart when the storms hit. And storms mm -hmm. do hit in life. That's a normal part of life. Um, but we don't have to fall apart because of storms. Mm -hmm. um, faith is our relationship with God and all the different ways that can look like. And then excellence is connecting with what is our life's meaning and purpose? Mm -hmm. um, what's our destiny? How do we live that out well um, in a way that honors God and the people around us? So Leanne, what is our icebreaker question for today? And then we'll jump into the sermon scripture. Yeah, so our um, icebreaker question is kind of easy if you've done the test before. Um, we recommend that you do the test and it's just your love language. So we're just gonna, what is your love language, Aoife? Or like, how do you receive love or what you consider as love? I don't know. Um, There's five, yeah. right? There's five love mm. languages. Yes. So there's, can you remember all of well, them? <laughs> quality time. Uh-huh. Um, receiving gifts. Mm -hmm. um, acts of service. Yeah. Uh, words of affirmation. Yes. Um, physical touch. Yeah. Yay! <laughs> so I have two at the very top. <laughs> Ooh. Mine are words of affirmation and physical touch. Yes. So tell me I'm awesome in excruciating detail and hold my <laughs> hand while you tell me. <laughs> Although quality time, I think, is inching its way up there. Maybe it's just because of pandemic and lockdown. Yeah. And stuff, but yeah. yeah, how about you? I think mine's always been quality time, mm -hmm. um, like top, top quality time. Um, but it's changed. Like I took it um, a couple of months ago to and The last one that I took it was a year or so ago. Um, it's always been quality time, but it's changing like percentage on how much I want the quality time. Um, I think that's because of the pandemic as well. But yeah, mine's always been like, spend time with me, please. Like, even if we're not talking, just like mm. being in close proximity with like people and like friends and family and stuff like that fills up yes. my, my tank. I'm just like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. And if you haven't taken the test yet, you can just Google like five love languages test, yeah. Gary Chapman. Um, mm. And one of his key things, because he writes a couple of books to go with it as well, is we tend not to have the same love language as the people we're in close relationship with. <laughs> 
And this yes. can cause immense frustration because um, we love people and we want to express our love. So like, for example, if I want to show love to Leanne, but using my love languages, mm. you know, I might send her a message saying, you know, here's what I really appreciate about you. And like, it's this long message with words <laughs> of affirmation. And she doesn't respond the way that I would respond if I got a message like that. And she's like, actually, like, I just want to spend time with you. And I'm like, well, that's not one of my, that feels unnatural to me. (laughs) And we have to learn how to speak somebody else's language so that they feel loved. It's not just that we're loving people the way that we want to be loved. Mm. Um, But it's good. And that's all about, like, we're in a sermon series called um, On a Journey. Um, which is about kind of our discipleship relationship. So discipleship is basically means to follow Jesus, fish for lost people and fellowship Mm. with believers. Um, And this week's sermon was about fellowshipping with believers and fellowship's a weird word. I always think of fellowship of the ring, like Lord of the Rings. um and the irony is the fellowship didn't survive beyond the first movie of the trilogy (laughs) um you know certain people stayed together like there was nobody who really ended up on their own um but it just highlights that actually fellowship is hard Mm. being in relationship with other christians is hard Mm. um and not because you know i think we just have higher expectations of each other Mm of you know how a christian should behave or what a christian should do and so when when we let each other down and when we offend each other and we hurt each other it kind of feels a lot worse i think yeah um so we're looking at like jesus is at the last supper and he says you know judas has just walked out to betray him peter is about to betray him and he's like love one another as i have loved <laughs> the new command he's like you know before it was love one another as you love yourself now I'm like up in the level, love one another. Mm. And I have loved you. And he literally died for his friends. He laid down his life. But then he says, this is how people will know you're my disciples. If you love one another. Mm. Um, and so I want to know what love is. <laughs> um, <laughs> probably going to be loads of random love me. songs during this episode. <laughs> want you to show me. Um, and the fun thing is, Paul does show us <laughs> in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, um, verses 4 to 8. Um, but before yeah. we jump in there, like, Leanne, what was your big takeaway from this week's sermon? What jumped out for you? Um, so I was, like, reaping through this. We were talking before recording, and I was reaping through it. And one of the biggest takeaway was not really um, kind of where... I wasn't thinking of like instances of where I have been like patient or kind, which is what we're going to go through, Mm -hmm. but like more of where have I not been in, you know, in those situations, like where have I not been patient and when, when have I not been kind? And, Mm -hmm. um, that's kind of like what, um, struck out because like it was mentioned in the preaching that it's not, but it wasn't like a bad push or a big, like, kicking the you know the shins or whatever like it was more of like a gentle nudging of like hey like this is like situations where you have not been patient or kind or you have been like this and so um that was the biggest takeaway I think was that you know um reading it and going through it is not something it's scary because it's true (laughs) but um but it's not 
yeah it's not like you're getting kicked you're like bah. i don't know yeah <laughs> yeah yeah because it, it's not just like you said it's not just reading it it's how do i live this out mm. and not just once or twice because i think i'm not brilliant with habits so i feel like huge victory mm. if i've managed to do something well twice mm. but it doesn't shape my life unless i'm consistent in it mm. um which is hard because being disciplined is hard um yeah. and as i was sharing the message um i was not quoting, but paraphrasing from a really good book by Andy Stanley called The New Rules for Love, Sex and Dating. Um, it's a butt kicking kind of book. <laughs> and he looks at this list and he gives really good definitions for each of these um, kind of love is statements and love is not statements. Mm. But one of the things he says in the chapter about this, um, for these verses is this is your to become list. Um, you know, he says, think about, you know, your romantic relationship or your friendships and read the list and go pick out, you know, cross out the ones that you're living, willing to live without that your significant other or your friend does not have. And it's like, mm -hmm. no, we, we want to keep all of these in. He's like, well, if you want to experience all of these, we need to be becoming all of these. Um, and that's not simple <laughs> or it's simple, but it's not easy. Um, mm. but by God's grace, it is possible. Um, mm -hmm. and we can grow into all of these things. Um, so let's read these verses in a couple of different translations. Um, I have the book in front of me as well. So if there's one that really jumps out to us, I can read that section and we can mm. have our butts kicked gently together. <laughs> <laughs> all right. What okay. translation do you want to take first? I can take the Wow, okay. I can take the message version. Cool. Um, okay. So, it starts from 3 to 10, so I'll just read the whole thing. Yeah. And so, if I give any everything I own to the poor and even go to the stake to be burned as a martyr, but I don't love, I've gotten nowhere. So, no matter what I say, what I believe, and what I do, I'm bankrupt without love. Um, love never gives up love cares more for others than for self love doesn't want what it doesn't have um, love doesn't strut doesn't have a swelled head doesn't force itself on others it isn't always me first doesn't fly off the handle doesn't keep score of the sins of others doesn't revel when others grovel takes pleasure in the flowering of truth puts up with anything trust god always trusts god always her always looks for the best never looks back but keeps going to the end love never dies inspired speech will be over someday praying in tongues will end understanding will reach its limit we only know a portion of the truth and what we say about god is always incomplete i love it but, just finish but, it that one yeah but, good. but when the complete arrives our incompleteness will be cancelled Awesome. I'm going to take the English standard version. Mm. Um, love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends. Mm. Let's take two more. What would you like to go to next? 
Yeah, so the word today is beautiful. And I can go to the Good News Translation. Cool. So 14. Love is patient and kind. It is not jealous or conceited or proud. Love is not ill-mannered or selfish or irritable. Love does not keep a record of wrongs. Love is not happy with evil, but is happy with the truth. Love never gives up and its faith and its faith, hope, and patience never fail. Love is eternal. These are inspired messages, but they are temporary. These are gifts of speaking in strange strange tongues, but they will cease. There is knowledge, but it will pass. Awesome. And then I'm mm. going to jump to the NIV, um, which is the translation that Andy Stanley, I think, references in his book. So love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud, it does not dishonor others, it is not self-seeking, it is not easily angered, it keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. All right, so what is jumping out to you today? Whoa. And I'm going to go back to and the message. Um, actually, I wasn't reading the message this week. I was on just the one. On, I was between two, but um, I like how it's, simpli- it's extra, extra kind of simplified in the message. <laughs> like, I, I find it, like, so e- not so easy, but, like, easier to understand um and i like when it says um love isn't always me first and Mm. doesn't force itself on others and kind of ties in with what you were saying of when it comes to our love languages like you know our the person we're around with or the people we're around with they tend to not have the same um love language as us Mm. and like whereas there may have been instances of like friendships or relationships where like maybe I have tried to force my love language on others but in instead of showing love that actually showed the opposite because I've been trying to push um you know I guess my love language or even just like my opinions or my thoughts or my whatever whatever on people and in in return it's become always like me first me first me wow. first of like what satisfies my tank or right. what whatever you know and again it's not it's butt kicking but it's a gentle butt kicking <laughs> it's like it's like a little pat of like hey yeah that's not that's not that's not good and wow. but yeah like it's not you all the time um Gosh. yeah because like it doesn't say like it's not you ever it's not going to be you ever first. It's just, it can't be always you who comes, you know, first. Because I think maybe some people will, like, always be others first, others first. Whereas, like, sometimes there are instances where, you know, to show love to ourselves. But, yeah. Yeah, others sometimes too. <laughs> not just me. And the thing is, like, if this becomes how we do community, mm it's not just one person always putting others first, but everyone is putting others first, which means that sometimes mm-hmm. you end up first because somebody else puts you first. Puts you first. Oh, yeah. 
That's true. Um, you know, and I think oftentimes we get defensive because we're like, and we don't want to be doormats. You know, this is mm. not a this is not a word from God to stay in a an unhealthy, abusive relationship. relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like, what would it look like if everybody did this? <laughs> mm. You know, and it's quite a beautiful picture. Um, mm. yeah, I love that. Isn't always me first, doesn't force itself on others. I'm just going to read, he has a really um, short section on self-seeking, which is the, mm. is always me first. Um, so this is from Andy Stanley's book, The New Rules of Love, Sex and Dating. He says, so the verb version of love is patient, kind, humble and honoring. Next on this list, love is not self-seeking. If this sounds like another way of saying what Paul has already said, it's because it is. <laughs> the King James version of this text reads, love seeketh not her own. A fancy way of saying love puts the interests and needs of other people first. If that scares you, it should. Deciding to be not self-seeking is risky. But honestly, early in a relationship, being self-seeking is even more dangerous. Here's why. Determining not to be self-seeking is the quickest way to determine just how self-seeking your love interest is. Yes, you read that right. Resisting this application of love prolongs the discovery process. If you give and give and give, and the other person takes and takes and takes, then you'll know to run and run and run. But if you choose not to be self-seeking and your love interest returns a favor, then you've made a valuable discovery. Um, And this book, it is about romantic relationships, but Mm. like the reality is, all of our relationships really? require us to show up in this way. <laughs> mm, um, yeah, it's wow. <laughs> right, think, yeah. When I was preparing for this, I think the description that got me the most was love does not dishonor others. Mm. Um, and then maybe we can jump back to the love is patient one, because I think that's one that jumped out for both of us. <laughs> um because yeah naturally we're not very patient people um but the the description that he has for um uh, dishonoring it just really blew my mind um so this is a, just a little bit longer um dishonoring so far we've discovered love is patient kind and it doesn't envy or boast next on paul's list love does not dishonor verse five Honor is a term we don't use much. Worse, honor is a dynamic we don't often we don't see illustrated often in relationships. But honor is at the heart of every great relationship. In fact, if you fall in love with someone who has prepared to and is committed to honoring you, you're one lucky individual. Hashtag blessed. Um, that's me, not him. <laughs> um, in some ways, honor is the epicenter of a satisfying relationship. Like the other descriptors on Paul's list, honor is something you choose to do. It's a decision. To understand honor, we need to step outside the realm of romance for a couple of paragraphs. Imagine winning an expensive dinner at the finest restaurant in town with your favorite actor, actress, recording artist, or author. If you don't have a favorite, choose from among your favorites. Think for a moment about the preparation you would make and the way you would behave. That's honor. You would bring your best version of you to the occasion. You would think through what you were going to wear. You would show up early. If your hero arrived late, you wouldn't mention it. You would pay careful attention to what you said and how you said it. 
you would insist he or she sit, sit in a choice seat and order first. You may call someone on the way for a quick review of table etiquette, you know, dinner fork versus dessert fork. You would laugh at the person's jokes, ask questions and do your best to be engaging. You would be appropriately self-conscious. In every way imaginable, you would put your hero's interests ahead of your own. Why? Because this is someone you respect. And your respect for what he or she has accomplished would push you to be the best version of you possible. Making your best effort to be the best possible version of you is an expression of honor. Here's another one. This time I want you to think about your most prized possession. Your car, a piece of jewelry, something you built, a signed person, a signed photo of the person you just imagined sharing dinner with. That thing you would try to save first in a fire. Got it? Now think about the way you handle or treat that particular item. Think about how you would feel or have felt if someone mishandled it or treated it way too casually. The word that captures those emotions is protective. We protect and safeguard the things we ascribe value to. That also is an expression of honor. At the end of Paul's description of love, he uses that very term. He says, love always protects. Protecting is an expression of honor. I had an expensive guitar once that I would only allow other people to play while I was in the room. I took it out of the case and I put it back. Then I locked it and hid the key. You probably had similar feelings about your first car, especially if it was a new car. We are protective of the things we honor. So honor is about bringing the best version of you to a relationship. Honor involves expressing value through protection. But there is a third facet to honor that deserves attention. Honor defers. Honor yields. Honor gives way. Honor takes every opportunity to express you first. Interesting thing, Paul doesn't present honor as something to aspire to. He presents it as something we should never deviate from. Paul says, love does not dishonor. Love steps down. Honor isn't love on a particularly good day. Honor is every day. And if you've spent time with a couple that honors each other, you know how powerful this single facet of love can be. And admittedly, it's rare. It's rare because there's a voice in our heads that whispers, but isn't honor earned? Shouldn't I reserve honor for honorable people? The answer to both questions is no. Honor is a decision. It's a choice. Honor is what love does. Have you ever had someone you cared about behave dishonorably towards you? It was his choice, wasn't it? You can choose to honor as the person you love can choose to honor you. Mutual honor creates a culture of respect that makes it easy to believe the best. Love, verb love, chooses to show honor. It doesn't dishonor. And it breaks my heart to see men or women remain in relationships where they are repeatedly dishonored. It breaks my heart because I know over time a dishonored person will conclude that he or she is in fact dishonorable. Dishonor can begin to feel normal, comfortable. As a Christian, I believe you were made in the image of God. That makes you inherently honorable. Your honor rests not on your behavior, but on the divine spark that resides inside you. My hope is that you wouldn't spend one unnecessary minute allowing anyone to treat you dishonorably. And I hope you never waste a minute of your life dishonoring anyone else.
Wow. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, was there a thought or a, yeah, a concept there that like blew your mind or challenged you or encouraged you there? Um, I think it, it was like similar to, again, before we were recording, you showed me the clip of the Instagram page of, and she had on it the, what you do daily shapes who you are. And the fact that, you know, um, he said that it's, yeah, we don't like, look for or like we don't try to have honor honor or anything it's it should be something that we don't stray away from or deviate from like it it's kind of like it it's there like it should just be there and if we do it daily then it becomes who you are and so it's not like we wake up one day and we're like how am I going to be honorable today but more of like you wake up and you're and I think the first thing is how do I not go away from being honorable or honoring someone mm. you know like um like we don't go out of well we could maybe like go out of your way to honor someone but more of like yeah if you do it every day you don't have to look for, <laughs> sorry that's like in my head it's all making sense right now yeah that no, like i don't sense. yeah like if there was like a line or something like i'm not gonna stray away from that like you know mm-hmm. um yeah and like that really only happens if we do it every day and and I guess form a habit of honoring people and like even when you said it um you kind of flash back what you said in the preaching on Sunday of like um what is it like honoring people in public like publicly praising someone like not that you want to you know just like bring attention to that person but it's a way of showing love of like hey like this person and you praise him in public and you 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 show it show them off or whatever <laughs> um, I don't know but um yeah we celebrate that's the word celebrate um because we want to you know show off the things that we honor like if I had a car I don't drive yet but if I had my first car I would be like guys look at my new car I have my car and I honor that car because it's I, I find it valuable and mm. it means something to me. Um, yeah. I like yeah. not to deviate from that. Yeah, it's interesting. Like it, um, the Instagram person Leanne is referencing is Felicia Masonheimer, every woman a theologian. Um, and mm-hmm. it'll probably be too late once the time this podcast airs, but she has... Um, amazing stories today about what honor is and kicking butt especially for millennials which I know most students now are gen z but like yeah it's kind of about because the millennial challenge is we don't persevere and we're not disciplined Mm. um but she talks about honor and she talks about like even in the ten commandments like the first commandment commandment with a promise is honor your mother and father because mm-hmm. then you will live long in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. And it's like, oh, wow, when you put honor in that language, like, how do I show up for my parents? Mm. And it's a challenge because, you know, they're often the people that we've lived with the longest and they've seen the best and worst of us and we've seen the best and worst of them. 
Um, and, you know, it's a good reminder, honor is a deliberate <laughs> choice. It does not come naturally. <laughs> mm. um, and also she mentions, you know, honor the Sabbath, mm. like honor having a day off of rest and celebrating the Lord. And like, how do we show up to that daily? Because she talks about discipline in the context of if we're honoring our Sabbath day, discipline won't burn us out. Mm because um, we're being just as deliberate with our rest time and our off time and our celebrating the Lord time as we are with becoming disciplined students, becoming mm. disciplined with our household chores, becoming disciplined with our work life. Um, so yeah, I think when I was preaching this one, this one really kicked my butt. It was like, do I just dress up when there are people there I want to impress? Or do I, and this like can be a superficial example, but do I just put, or do I put my makeup on every day because I'm honoring God by showing up. I'm honoring myself by putting my best foot forward. Um, yeah, it's, mm. it's a challenge. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> the patience one the patience yes. one like, Leanne had some good thoughts on this as well and again it kind of reworked my definition of what patience is this one is, mm. is in between the two the first one was super short the second one was longer this is in between um so love is patient first corinthians 13 4 patience is the decision to move at someone else's pace rather than pressure him or her to match yours patience is choosing to do less than you are capable of for the sake of keeping in step with someone else now if all we were talking about was an afternoon jog or a walk on the beach that would be easy but pace refers to lots of things the pace of conversation the pace of understanding the pace at which a person makes decisions the pace mm -hmm. of getting ready to go out the pace of career advancement the pace at which someone is ready to become a parent, mm. the pace at which someone is ready to make a lifetime commitment, the pace at which an individual is ready to take a relationship to the next level. Patience is a decision to pause rather than push. Impatience is different. Impatience isn't a decision, is it? It's an emotion. It's something mm. you feel. Kind of like love is something you feel. Isn't that interesting? You can feel love and feel impatient. In fact, you can feel impatient with someone you love. <laughs> the feeling of impatience can actually trump and interfere with those loving feelings, can't they? And the reverse is also true. Feeling pressured by someone who claims to love you can crush mm -hmm. your loving feelings as well. That's a big deal. Patience isn't natural. Your natural pace is natural. Your natural instinct is to assume that your pace is the pace by which all paces should be judged, right? So you think he's impatient and he thinks you're slow. She thinks you should be moving up in the company faster and you feel pressured. Love, mm. as expressed through patience, never pressures another person to speed up in order to satisfy a desire to move at one's natural pace. Love defers. Love defers to the pace of the other. Love creates and allows for as much space, time and margin as the other person needs. Love never says, says, if you love me, you'll step it up. 
Love says, because I love you, I'll gear down. I'll move at your pace. Like everything in Paul's list, patience is simply a way of putting the other person first. Patience is an expression of submission. Your pace, not mine. Do you struggle with impatience? Do you expect the people around you to move at your pace, to work at your pace, to catch on to things as quickly as you do? Do you feel like you're constantly revving your internal engines while waiting for everybody else to get with it? Then you have some work to do. I have some work to do, full disclosure. <laughs> but think of it as an investment. Learning to gear down now will prepare you to gear down later. And rest assured, no matter how competent and talented your future partner is, you'll need to have a well-exercised patience muscle. So start now. Mm. Decide to move at the pace of the people around you. That's what love does. Mm. Yeah. I find that challenging because he says we think that our pace is the pace, and the right pace. <laughs> yeah. But I think <laughs> I'll just go like, I, when he said, like, patience is not even a natural thing, like, it's not something, you know, when, because we think, like, oh, somebody's patient, or somebody is, um, yeah, somebody's patient, and stuff like that, it's probably, it's someone who probably just learned how to, like, if he, he or she was, like, someone who's just, like, go, 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 has learned to slow down when somebody with them is a bit, you know slower in pace or something like that or when they are a slow person they've known they know now how to kind of gear up a little bit to match like someone with them um because yeah I've never really heard of it that it's not a natural thing to be patient um, Mm. because everyone has a different pace and it's just about learning how to or the moment when to gear up or gear down um yeah, I thought that was cool. Um, and like, even when we were reaping, I was reaping this week. Um, that was what stick, stuck out as well during your preaching was that like, it's the decision to pause than to push. Mm, yeah. And yeah, I like how he laid it out there that we can have love feelings, but impatience is also a feeling which can destroy the love feelings but action trumps a feeling you know it's that decision that I am going to slow down and honestly for me sometimes it's the decision is I need to speed up myself in order to go with the other person Mm. um and that that's uncomfortable because it's unnatural I am a slow Mm. person by nature (laughs) um but I think reading this, it also helped me have patience for people who I feel like are slow. Yeah. Um, you know, slow to catch on to something, slow to act. And it's like, oh, yeah, actually, me being loving in this situation is not pushing. Mm. Or choosing to gear down. Or like, yeah. I think I think I was definitely challenged with that this week. So my brother, um, we recently moved house. So if you notice that my background's different, it's because we're in a new house. And the challenge this week was actually my brother, obviously my youngest brother, who is um, 10, he's in fifth class, um, had to move schools halfway through the semester or like near the end of the semester. So he started two weeks ago. And the pace of this school, I think, 
wasn't the same as obviously his previous school so they're doing long division now which they haven't touched just quite yet in the previous school and so he came into this school and obviously he was struggling because he didn't know how to um, do long divisions and like adding fractions and things like that and so um, uh, he came to me this week to ask for help for his homework because he was like can you do this because I can't and he was struggling and the challenge was that because I knew how to do it there were like little moments where I'm like how can you not get this this is so easy you know and I think this is like a big test this week of or even like for anyone who's taught younger kids how to do anything or or to solve things um it tests your patience of like your pace is fast because you've done this before I'm like I'm way older than my brother obviously and so um you know and he doesn't know it and so his pace is obviously slower and because he was put in a situation where um his classmates know how to do it and so there's this pressure that he doesn't know how to do it like you you know and and you have to put all of that into account and then it's yeah the challenge was that this week I had to slow down and be like I have to teach this as if Mm. I also don't know it but I do but like you know like step by step as if um because I am teaching a child you know that phrase of someone like do like teach someone as if they were a child or something like um and yeah because like there was moments where I was like getting so irritated I'm like come on this is so easy like you just multiply the bottom by the top or whatever (laughs) but um it was hard um and that was in itself a challenge yeah Um, because such a great example I'm like go 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 and he's like I don't know (laughs) yeah I think that's important because one thing I think that we realized in our church leadership team is, you know, because we all have different ideas of how things should be. Mm. And I remember, especially when um, we had some newer people on the team and they were go, go, go. And I was trying to frame for them. I was like, you know, when you lay out what you would like to see happen, Mm. the other people, they mightn't say no, it mightn't be a no it might just Mm. be a slow Mm. and because sometimes when we put pressure on people automatically go nope I'm out yeah but if we slow down to take them with us you're more likely to get a yes Mm. and it's not manipulation because we shouldn't manipulate people to get where we want want. Mm. but sometimes the loving thing is slowing down and not seeing progress as fast as you would like to see it. Yes. Um, but if you don't slow down, you're more likely to get an automatic, nope, I'm out. Yeah, I mean, this, <laughs> these verses, they are butt kicking in the extreme. <laughs> yes. Yeah, wow. I mean, one that also jumped out to me was, um, it's not easily angered or it's not easily provoked. Mm. Um. And he talks about like, you know, there's that one person always pushes your buttons, but you're the person with the buttons and you need to take ownership of your own buttons. Mm. Um, I might just read that quickly. I know this isn't normally we we don't normally like read like this from another book, but I just really appreciate the way that he lays things out. Yeah, Um, I like it too. Yeah, so love is not easily angered or easily provoked. So the next descriptor Paul gives us is a bit odd. 
some modern translations read not easily angered. As you know, mm -hmm. the New Testament was originally written in Greek, and the Greek term Paul chose is probably best translated provoked or stirred. This term was used in the context of cooking. We have a similar idea in the English language. We say things like, by the time he finished lecturing me, I was so stirred up that I wanted to punch him. <laughs> we have other figures of speech that reflect Paul's meaning. She knows how to push my buttons. He knows how to set me off. She got me so wound up I had to leave until I calmed down. Assuming you don't need any further clarification of what Paul is talking about, let's move on to the point he's making. Mm -hmm. Love doesn't get stirred up, doesn't get wound up, set off or ticked off. Love doesn't have a short fuse. Love can sit and listen and absorb and keep things in perspective. Love doesn't react, love responds. To which you may be tempted to respond. That's easy for you to say because you don't know the name of person who stirs you up. <laughs> And, and that's true. But here's something that's equally true. Stirries always blame the stirrers. <laughs> always. But blame is lame. And no one has ever blamed her way into a preferred future. Mm. Ouch. Blame ensures you will live your life at the mercy of anyone with a stir stick. It will never be your fault and you will never get any better. A winning combination. Come on, we've only known each other for five chapters, but I know you don't want to live life like that. Do you? Face it, he may push your buttons, but those are your buttons. He mm. may tick you off, but those are your ticks. Ticks? Not sure that translates as well. Anyway, when someone's words stir something inside of you, remember it's inside you. That makes it a you issue. You need to own it. Love owns it and goes to work on it. Besides, what are your options? You can't run away from every relationship that has the potential to stir you up. You don't want to spend your life blaming the stirrers. Your best option is to own it and deal with it. After all, isn't that what you want the person you're looking for to do when he gets stirred up? You're not looking for a runner and you're certainly not looking for a blamer. You're looking for someone who is not easily angered, someone who is not provoked. Consider this, what happens when two people who stir up bad things in each other own their individual issues rather than point fingers. Good things happen, great things. But once the blame games begin, well, you've seen what happens. Nothing gets resolved. The argument may eventually end, but nobody wins. Everyone walks away feeling justified and isolated, vindicated, but alone. You don't want that. So start paying close attention to the things that tee and tick you off. Take note of the stir sticks that tweak your emotions quicker than they should. Once you see patterns, go to work. That's mm. how you become the person that the person you're looking for is looking for. Mm. They're your buttons. Own your triggers. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yes, this person is triggering me, but what, what is it inside <laughs> me that they are triggering? Yeah. Yikes. <laughs> My buttons. Mm. Yeah. Whew. Mm. And it, and if only we can hide our buttons, but we can't because people just know when to push them where they are, yeah. All the time. <laughs> um yeah. But yeah. like 
imagine what this looks like when everybody's doing it Mm. and we have no control over other people doing it we can only control ourselves Ourselves. self-control not other control but it's risky because what if we do this and nobody else does it like goes back to that like what if we give 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 but nobody gives back Mm. you know not that we're expecting a give back but yeah like um I guess that's a you know it's a challenge as well of us starting this you know and like I think we mentioned it a lot of times before in other podcasts of like once people see you you know not react the way they're expecting you to react because obviously you have a relationship with God and you know now what love is supposed to be and what it's supposed it's not supposed to be and when people see that they'll get more curious of like hey you reacted differently to when I pushed the other person's buttons last week you know why what is it in you that reacted differently when you know I consciously or unconsciously pushed your buttons um yeah um you know and that's where our patience then also comes in because not everyone will get it the way that we get it all the time um when we read scriptures and when we're trying to i remember before when um trying to introduce you know um just the word to someone and you're just like why do you not get it like what's not to get like god's awesome and why are you not getting it Um, i want you to get it because it's good but again that's not showing love if I rush someone to understand the Bible the way I understand the Bible just because my pace is different than theirs you know Mm -hmm. um but yeah a lot of button pushing (laughs) yeah and like this is how God is towards us like he's patient with us he slows himself Mm -hmm. down to move at our pace like he's God he doesn't have to do that like he's kind he love is or kindness is love's response towards weakness he's not envious of us because he's totally secure Mm. (laughs) like he's not insecure he doesn't boast because he doesn't need to prove himself Mm. and he's not proud he doesn't dishonor us he always shows up at his best for us he doesn't seek his own. He's he doesn't let us push his buttons. buttons. Yeah. Easily. <laughs> and trust us, we always do. Yeah. <laughs> we always oh, yeah. push the buttons. <laughs> um, it keeps no record of wrongs. Like I think it's in Galatians where he says, you know, he took the list of ways that we'd broken the law and he nails them to the cross. Like as far as the east is from the west, that's how far he has removed our transgressions from us. Mm. Um, he doesn't delight in evil but he rejoices with the truth he always protects always trusts always hopes always perseveres he never fails you're like wow (laughs) Mm. like i'm not deserving of that kind of love but he doesn't love like that because he deserve we deserve it he loves like that because he is love Mm. (laughs) it's who he is if you pinch him like love is what squeezes out (laughs) (laughs) yes you're like whoa Mm. Mm. dang any other thoughts on this I mean there's so much here I think you know 
even the short verses that we've gone through we've managed to like um pull out and and reap so much into and i think this is one of those who will just go on for days if we could um Mm. about but yeah i think i think that's a challenge in itself for this week for everyone i think is to reap into this word and you know feel that gentle nudging of like hey (laughs) like this 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 scripture is is speaking to you and 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 is asking you like how like the questions we've already asked um during this podcast like how can i honor someone or 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 where can i show up in kindness or in my patience you know like where like those kind of moments um yeah Mm. I love what you quoted earlier like what we do daily shapes us Mm. and what do you feel like God is challenging you to do daily in order to shape you into a more loving person I'm asking myself the same question by the way it's not like yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah. um I think one is to know this off by heart because wow like again again we even um the start of the preaching you know we hear this all the time and we hear it quoted all the time and we we see it in like you know bible scripture uh whatever um images on instagram or wherever and like people just post it and you're like what does it actually mean um and i think it's knowing this off by heart first and foremost like almost like you know when you're solving the pythagoras theorem like you see a problem like you know the theorem off by heart or something like that but this is like if you are struggling with you know being patient or being kind or showing honor or being honorable or honoring someone or um you're keeping records of wrongs and blah blah blah. i think knowing this and knowing how god fits into this Mm -hmm. and how he loves me and you know he is patient and kind to me he is not jealous he is not you know proud he's not rude he's not selfish Mm. um knowing that I think will challenge me this week and help me move forward with how I deal with people and how I deal with my relationships because then if I know how I'm supposed to love then it's not gonna be easy but then maybe I you know try and become yeah um, someone who is like this to other people um so I have to know it first for myself. And that's kind of going back to the, the sermon from the previous week of if you abide in me, Jesus, mm. and your words abide in and my words abide in your heart. Mm. And like that's part of like, you know, learning something off by heart is it's making those words a home in our hearts. Because mm. um, I think, you know, we have all sorts of ideas about what love is. And I think that's the big work of discipleship is taking, it's going to sound big, but this is what we do. We take our thoughts and we hold them up against the light of scripture and of truth yeah. and go, does what I think about this line up to what God actually says about it? Mm. Um, and like that, if we don't know what true love is, we're not going to be able to live it out. Yeah. Um, and I mean, even if we do know it, we can't live it out without God's help. Like, the, mm. <laughs> uh, you know, we need it. Um, but yeah, I think 
yeah what what are we what am I gonna do daily that will help shape me I think I'm just the one that really jumps out to me is that love does not dishonor others Mm. and that thought of how do we show up for our heroes and people we're trying to impress Mm. and God setting that as the standard for how we show up for everyone Mm. even ourselves even him I'm just like I'm deeply challenged by that (laughs) yeah like to not be selective with who we honor and who we don't give honor to yeah almost of like yeah because none of this says like honor only those who honor you honor those only who do right honorable yeah yeah um so that's a big challenge and like what does honor look like on monday morning yeah you know it looks like showing up on time being ready Mm -hmm. like i think of my living room at the moment because my housemate isn't here this week i'm like oh man how do you honor her it's such a mess (laughs) i need to make sure it's not a mess by the time she gets Mm -hmm. home um yeah but i think just being ready Mm. yeah yeah fun times (laughs) (laughs) wow yeah because like i mentioned this in the sermon as well like these verses are often read out at weddings yeah as if you've achieved this and marriage is your reward for achieving this and it's like no that's not like this was a rebuke from Paul to the Corinthian church because they they were doing all the gifts of the Holy Spirit but they didn't have love Mm. and their motives were off and they were using the gifts to show off and to boast and to be prideful and they were envying each other Mm. and he's like listen like eagerly desire the gifts but let me show you a better way Mm. um and it's like oh challenge level high (laughs) (laughs) and yeah if we put this into practice it doesn't guarantee that everyone around us is going to do the same but Mm -hmm. the likelihood is more if we take this on ourselves and we're choosing to create the culture we want to see yeah which is hard because it's often going against it's going against the grain of culture but it's also Mm -hmm. going against our own grain because you know our sin nature still rears its ugly head sometimes and goes no me first (laughs) yeah 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 oh man but I think yeah the, the biggest quote I think if not to from today is like well from that lady uh, if i forgot her name again but the instagram uh, what you do daily shapes who you are and i think if we're able to do any of these daily and yet create that culture around us mm. then you know yeah i think we'll be you know, that's a challenge in itself in the longer run of like how can we create this culture with those around us in our friendship circles, our family and stuff like that. But mm. it takes you to do it and to, well, with God, obviously with help, God, but it takes you to challenge yourself first to be able to challenge others to do the same. Um, you know, because if they can't see it in you, they're not going to challenge themselves to do it because like, yeah, they don't see it. Yeah. Because like love is part of the fruit of the Holy Spirit, which is supposed Mm. to taste good. Mm. And, you know, we sometimes we taste it in other people, you know, sometimes we don't. And it's on us to create that. 
but the hope is that as people taste the fruit of love in our lives they're like I want more of that how do I create yeah. that in my life because like you know when you're having a fight with someone and they just stand down like not that they run away in defeat or anything but they really try hard to understand you mm. it just takes a lot of the tension oh, and the, it disarms the whole situation you're like oh this is different I kind of wanted you to yeah. fight back you know <laughs> but yeah. instead you're being really understanding right now how is that <laughs> it's like I remember seeing this TikTok of well they were imitating um um, a customer service kind of scenario where a lady comes in and she wants to refund something um, but um, she doesn't have the receipt or something like that mm-hmm. so she was creating a scenario where she comes into the counter and was like hey I want to refund this I bought it last week but I've lost the receipt but the woman at the cashier was like yeah I can do that for you I can just scan the code or whatever in the product and I'll be able to whatever blah blah, blah. but then the respond the response of the lady returning the product was like oh you're not gonna put up a like a fight because usually people will say oh you can't do this unless you have a receipt well we're not gonna do it for you and she's like no like I can do it for you so I don't have to put up a fight and she was like oh like that's not what I was expecting and I think that's the kind of reaction that I think I want to see when I interact with people, not that I always need to return something, but more of like, you're not reacting the way that I've experienced people react to me before. Why is that? Um, Yeah. You know, and that's also a challenge, I think, for me. Um, Not just this week, but as we become this, (laughs) um, you know, to, yeah. Like, how do I honor people on my day-to-day interactions with them yeah because it's not that love never disagrees mm. and in fact if we're having a friendship or relationship where we never disagree that's actually a red flag red flag red flag um <laughs> you know because it means someone is not showing off as themselves mm. which is a nice way of saying that someone is lying <laughs> You know, and for we, you know, they are afraid of, you know, they've like that they've had bad experiences of disagreements where it's just blown the thing up or mm. they don't feel safe to show up as themselves. Um, but love does disagree, but it it it's not easily angered and it keeps no record of wrong. So it's like how mm. we disagree matters deeply. Mm. Um because love does disagree because sometimes we overstep each other's boundaries. I mean, that's what sin is. It's where we crossed God's boundaries. And he's like, no, uh-uh. it's not how this, no. Yeah. <laughs> you want to relate to me? Here's how you relate to me. He's very clear with his boundaries. Mm. Um, but then it's more complicated because it's not just that we sometimes accidentally step on his boundaries. It's that sin has so shaped us. <laughs> um that we can't not overstep his boundaries (laughs) Mm. like it's distorted the good nature that he's given us um and ultimately it was jesus sacrificing himself to change our nature give us a new nature that Mm. we can cooperate with him and shaping through our daily habits and behaviors so that we become more like him and we're able to have relationship with him because Jesus fixed all the boundaries on our behalf. <laughs> mm. 
which is good news, guys. Um, you know, we weren't able to fix the boundaries that we stepped all over and ignored when it comes to God and Jesus did it on our behalf. And now he's like, okay, let me show you how to do this. And he slows down. And just like Lucas is struggling with long division and multiplying fractions, because it's the first time he's done it, guys. Mm. Um, you were once 10 as well doing long division. And some of you and still struggle with multiplying fractions. Let's be honest. Yes. Um, and Jesus, like, that's why the series is called On a Journey. It's Jesus journeying with us, slowing down to where we are at and teaching us how to relate to God. Mm. without stepping on his boundaries how to relate to other people without stepping on their boundaries how to share the good news with other people of hey you've stepped on god's boundaries and they're like what um and it's hard but it's good mm. um yeah thank you for coming to my ted talk <laughs> <laughs> no we love it the yeah. tea and ted talk is tangent yeah <laughs> 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 my tandem talk um yeah and i think one of the things we've realized as we've read through this list a few times is it's not just hard it's impossible without god's help hmm. um so leanne would you pray for you and me for everyone listening to this podcast that as we make the decision to love well and to choose daily habits that will shape us more to look like christ instead of our old sinful nature mm. um now we're gonna need god's help so will you please ask god to help us yes thank you let's go um lord <laughs> thank you thank you for just um being able to um give us a scripture lord and just being able to show us what love really is and not just what love really is which is who you are lord because you are love and thank you that you are all of this to us um without even you know asking for anything else and um this is the love that we don't deserve but because of just who you are lord um you freely love us like this scripture is telling us and lord as we challenge ourselves this week lord um to love and to become loving um help us because we really need your help and if we couldn't do it before we won't be able to do it now without your help lord and and as we challenge ourselves to uh be patient and kind and not jealous and and to um you know not keep records of wrong lord i i pray that um you will reveal to us moments or or occasions or even or the buttons lord that are that are being pushed every week or every day by people and i pray that we'll be able to take ownership of that because lord if our old self you know didn't know how to take ownership of our buttons lord i pray that we um will be on that journey of discovering the cause of buttons being pushed or or our temper going wild or being irritated all the time lord or or whatever it is that we were before lord i pray that you will um help us um this week to just you know become to, in, in the becoming journey mm. lord um it is not easy and it will not happen overnight lord but i pray that on this journey lord with you um just as we have learned lord to abide in you i pray that you will continue to help us in abiding lord and 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 really showing up um where we need you lord and um yeah thank you for the series and thank you for um 
speaking to us um in the last three episodes or this whole season lord um you know and i pray that till we meet again in the next season um that we will continue to be challenged and we continue to be um on this journey with you and 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 yeah it is impossible but um with your help it is possible um yeah and we just want to honor you and glorify you and just pray over everyone who's listening who is watching lord i pray for a healthy and good season um you know as we take a break for the next couple of weeks and um yeah thank you and we love you and thank you for loving us <laughs> jesus name amen amen and that is a wrap on season two of life hacks the podcast um look at us persevering neither of us are naturally persevering people um which just shows that god is in this and it's exciting um so do message us we're at um at enc underscore dublin on instagram Mm -hmm. um message us say hi give us a follow like and share and we will see you after christmas merry christmas guys thank you so much for joining us today for the life hacks podcast by every nation campus dublin the conversation does not end here it just keeps going on and on hop over onto instagram give us a follow at enc underscore dublin that's enc underscore dublin and drop us a dm What did you think of the episode? What are some things you would like us to talk about? And if you're up for it, consider joining one of our life groups where this is what the conversation sounds like. We get to be curious together. We're up for being challenged and we're up for life change. So we are ENC, empowering students for life, leadership, integrity, faith and excellence. And we will see you next time.